0: Dogs complete the Tennessee Waltz, going 4-0 against the state on a beautiful homecoming night, 41-13 over the Commodores. The dog cast ringing that chapel bell again. Dogs went big over Vandy. Me and Jamie are back in the bunker after a huge homecoming win. Dogs looking good. Offense looking razor sharp, Jamie. Best game of the season for Jake Fromm. I think, I mean, of course, he's a listener to the dog cast and he heard us talking about his tentative play up through week five and uh, decided to be a lot less tentative, a lot more Razor sharp last night. What's your takeaway from the big win? I was going to say almost exactly what you said. I mean, somebody's <laughs> listening to
1: the dog cast. <laughs> Simple
0: no as that. No shit, right? Because it's, it's clear.
1: It's clear because they took everything we said and went and executed that
0: yesterday. Well, except for one thing, right? Which We're going to talk about it. We're, There's one thing that's still really bugging me, and uh, we can talk about it a little bit later. But let's talk about the good stuff that happened last night. Uh, The main thing, we had the good stuff, the bad stuff, the ugly stuff last night. And uh, a lot of it was good. Obviously, the win is pretty awesome, right? The offense looked great. Uh, Jake Fromm, 217 passer rating, moves up to number 6th all-time did you know that he's number six all-time td passes in georgia history behind already behind mike bobo only a year and a half into his career yeah he's going to break a few records he's going to break he i'm telling you if he maintains this pace he's going to break a lot of damn records it's unbelievable uh we scored on seven out of the first nine drives you know we whiffed on the opener three and out, and then we went on to score on seven of the next eight drives. A bunch of those are really fast drives. How are you feeling about that uh, hurry up, no huddle stuff? I think that's
1: where—that's what he likes. He likes that snap decision. I think he prefer to snap the ball and find somewhere to put it versus letting things unfold and waiting for a play to develop. He just seems to operate in that mode a lot better.
0: No doubt. I mean, he yeah, he looks a lot like a when he's working like that and everything, and he's liking it. He looks a little bit more like a spread quarterback, right, than a pro set. But um, yeah, man, he was doing it last night. We had man, we had five catches. The tight ends, cute three tight ends caught five balls last night. That is insane. I I was crazy over that.
1: Tight ends get my game ball, I believe. That, that big TD play to Godwin, Charlie Warner was blocking his
0: tail off. He has so improved. Another another guy who never misses an episode of the Dogcast, Charlie Warner working his tail off last night and gets kudos for showing up. I mean, you can tell he's been working, practicing his craft, really getting it done. Yeah, I mean, he kind of got in a little trouble at South Carolina. Yeah, and yeah. You think? It, I mean, he was getting his ass whooped.
1: Yeah, and he looked like a all-American blocker out there
0: yesterday. Yeah, and catching balls too, and right? I mean, you know? absolutely. Yeah, it was it was fantastic, man. I uh, tell you, um, what else? Man,
1: the running game was a little different. That's what we're going to see in this hurry-up offense. You know, we—I think our yards. Per carry probably went up, but our carries went down.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. Total carries went down because I mean, hell, we were passing the ball so much. We had multiple drives that were only passes, right? I mean, like uh, that's uh, that's new. I mean, I think, I don't know what you think, but it seemed to me that Jim Cheney is uh, serving notice on the rest of the defensive coordinators in the in the conference, right? Absolutely. I mean, hell, he can score. If you want to sell out to stop the run, we can totally play that game, right, and just throw our ass off. We've got plenty of speedy receivers, tall receivers. we got tight ends. we got slots. we got fast little guys, fast tall guys, fast big guys, and we can totally hit it done through the air.
1: Yeah, we've got a wide receiver room that matches up with – any style of defense in the country. We can get physical. We can get fast. We can get a mix of fast and physical. Doesn't matter. We can match up. But it's going to be harder to run the ball in the hurry up than it was yesterday. Sure. Uh, yeah,
0: no doubt. Because like you said, number of carries going down, right? Rhythm for the offensive line and the backs also going down.
1: Right, and just the positions we put them in, I mean, these hurry-up offenses, they're not getting a lot of yards up the middle. I mean, they're spreading it out wide and getting off the edge. That's where their running game comes in. And, of course, we're not built like that. But what this was for me was the perfect, perfect game plan going into LSU because now Coach O, wherever they house him at and the – <laughs> has the Cookie about, Monster. You know, oh. <laughs> they have to think about. This is a different offense. This wasn't what we've done all year long, so now he's got to prepare for both. Not only two quarterbacks, but the fact that we can run a com a more of a spread style hurry up offense.
0: Two entirely different kinds of offensive packages, two different quarterbacks with entirely different styles. And we've been super successful at smash mouth, 10 play, four yards per carry rushing drives, as well as three plays, 75 yards in 54 seconds, right?
1: Well, that's what that's, yeah. (laughs) And the fans love it. I mean, I hadn't seen Georgia fans as happy this year as they were last night watching this offense. And I think Holyfield went for over 10
0: yards a a carry. No doubt. And one of those touchdowns left the damn surface at the five-yard line, dude. How about that diving out-of-bounds, rope-the-pylon touchdown by Holyfield, man? I'm telling you. How proud is that kid's dad?
1: Oh, very proud. He he had a will to get that touchdown. I don't think anything would have stopped him. And with his genetics, I mean, how could you? (laughs)
0: I know, right? Swift looking more healthy than we've seen him in a couple of weeks. His cutback, dude, when you saw that touchdown run from Swift, you see him in the open field. You see that kid thinking about he might have a shot at it, and I'm thinking, this is not going to end good for you, kid. And Swift just smokes him, smokes him on the inside. I took a deep breath. When he hit that first cut and was gone, I was like,
1: that's that Swift right there. That's what I've been waiting on all year you can see that he's getting i don't i won't say he's 100 percent, but he's closer
0: than he's been he looked real good and you know from what can you say man we we led off with this he seems to be i mean he put shit together last night when he needed to put it together as we've always said he doesn't do anything but everything that needs to be done right so we're like man his balls are just a you know his throws are two feet too far a yard so what does he do he uncorks a seventy five yard on the number ball to Godwin. I mean he's just throwing balls like laser beams last night. Not a lot of bad balls last night out of Fromm. No,
1: after that that opening drive, I mean well now, I won't lie, open a drive, I'm like Here we go again.
0: I know. We thought, oh
1: crap. Yep. Same thing. But hey, that's okay. I mean we're not gonna We're not going to score every time we get the ball in our hands. It's it's how quickly can we get rolling. And and we got rolling much faster yesterday than any game this year. So I'm impressed. I like what I saw out of Fromm and the offense.
0: I really hated that Cook stepped out on that long run in the second half. Me too. That would have super just – that would have been awesome for our stats. It would have been awesome for him. It would would have been fantastic in the box score. Would have put us – I, I don't know. Um, I mean, it would have it would have just swapped a bunch of rushing yards for passing yards. I mean, passing yards for rushing yards, you know. But because uh, we ultimately did get the yards anyway. But man, I hate it for Cook. He was so close. Oh, so, so close. close.
1: So and, close. I mean, just so a fast. fraction. And to clear something up, Deering, when the offense is on the sidelines, did anybody get a good look at Fromm and Fields over there? Did you see how pissed off they looked at one another when they were laughing and high-fiving and hugging and just absolutely loving what what we were doing out there? Yeah, been, the, all the controversy. Yeah, they don't they're not listening to what we have to say or y'all have to say. I mean, they're out there having a good time trying to win football games.
0: Yeah, and I really like the fact when cuz I, I was I'm still confused about the I don't really understand the send fields in for one play thing. I don't, although I will say his little RPO freeze of the defense on the Holyfield touchdown. Oh, wow. At the point when he ran that play, I was like, holy shit. That's like the best thing I've seen in two games. He froze the linebackers. He froze the entire defense with super effective RPO fake. And Holyfield comes out of the backfield with just almost uncontested until he got to the safety level, you know? And without,
1: yeah, I I guess Coach O's probably not listening to the dog cast just yet. Maybe the next show. But I think putting him in for one play at a time like that, that's got to be setting up for something later. Something that is completely different that he's doing when he goes in one play at a time now. Maybe. But, you know. film out
0: of this to give (laughs) – a different look. <laughs> They are freaking defensive coordinators out, right? Have to be. But my point was going to be, not, not the, the single play notwithstanding, because there was just a lot to like about the offense last night. That single play notwithstanding, look at the drive later in the game where I'm like, okay, now Fields is going to get a whole drive to call his own, right? Gets his helmet knocked off, no flag, yeah. by the way. Uh, gets his helmet knocked off in a double team after the throw, uh, no whistle, no flag play. And he goes out, Fromm comes in, I think runs one, I actually think he ran two plays. One or two, and then, I
1: can't
0: yeah. yeah, great throw, too, by Fromm. Then Fromm goes right back out and fields comes right back in. You know, it would have been super easy for Fromm to just stay out there, but he didn't. He went back off, and like you said, high fives and smiles all around. Everybody's laughing and happy at 6-0. and
1: Though he missed his target, that deep ball that fields through, that boy's got a cannon. He
0: does. He d- he doesn't have a problem getting a damn ball there. I can tell you that. No,
1: that's just going to take some time and some reps. It comes out of his, his hands so smooth and so fast. Once he gets his feet all the way under him, it's going to be something real fun to watch.
0: I agree. Yeah, so... Um... It was a great game. I mean, it was fun. It was a great homecoming. The weather was awesome. The beer was flowing. It was a fantastic afternoon for football. Fantastic afternoon for, for tailgating. The Tennessee waltz is complete. We are 4-0 against the state of Tennessee. We are the state uh, champions. We are the state champions of Tennessee. 4-0 against Tennessee. Uh, 173 points versus 32 points against in the four games Ouch. that that is a stat i can get my head around friend 173 to 32 against the four teams from the state of tennessee but all is not sunshine and rainbows right
1: Unfortunately, um, it is not i mean the injury bug is starting to bite
0: yeah, we've lost two offensive linemen. Ben Cleveland will be back. Solomon Kenley probably will not be back this yeah, I'm season. I'm not hearing
1: anything positive there.
0: But um, so that was a that was a breathtaking moment. I hate that for Solomon Kenley. The good news is we have the best offensive line coach in the country. We have super deep, although we don't have a ton of experience still on the bench because we're putting guys in like Cade Mays and everything, but. I'm okay with still seemingly okay with where we're at so far on uh, on offensive line. You know that LSU and Auburn game though is going to be a big test of that of that offensive line.
1: It'll be a big test, and we like you said we don't have a ton of experience. We've got a lot of talent, very talented kids that just don't have a lot of experience. And Cade Mays is kind of the exception to the rule. Typically, when it comes to a freshman, you usually don't see a ton of freshmen getting out there and performing to the level that Cade has.
0: Like at a start level. I mean, you know, know, Cade Mays and Andrew Thomas are kind of spoiling us for the concept of this freshman offensive lineman, you know. But like you said, it's super rare. It is super
1: rare. and, And it's good we we got to make sure we don't put those expectations on all the other young kids because it just don't happen often. We've, we've got to give them time to grow and understand that if they're forced to play right now, it's not going to be what we... First off, they're just not as cohesive. They, have, they don't have the reps together, and then they don't have the experience. It's going to look a little different. But if they can get their feet under them quick, they have talent that maybe some of the upperclassmen don't even have
0: yeah definitely they have high ceilings right they have a lot of upside if they can get there you know if they can put it together in their head and with their trench partners early you know no absolutely so one more thing before we start talking about the defense I really did, really did like that hurry up, no huddle drive at the end of the second quarter going into the halftime. You know, not only was that the springboard that got us to 21, you know, but and then, you know, we had the opening kick as well in the second half, but I just really like the attitude of that uh, being on the gas. I mean, not only with the pacing and... The play calling, but just the attitude of we are trying to score. We are not kneeling and heading to the huddle, happy at fourteen to six. You know,
1: no, right. That two minute drill was was beautiful, and I've I seen even some some writers out there saying Cheney should run that hurry up four quarters. We should that that's what we should do as a team. You can't do that as a team in the SEC all the time. You can't, no, you've got. To, to, when you're going to run into a defense one day
0: that's going to make you look
1: like a child.
0: If you don't believe it, hell, look at look at look at Auburn's drive chart last night. Did you right. see that? Yeah. Right. No, you're going to, like you said, run into a defense that's going to make you look childish. Absolutely. When it works,
1: it's a thing of beauty, and can, you can mix it in to just about every game. But you cannot live and die by it. You've got to be able to run the football in between the tackles in the SEC.
0: Yeah, I mean honestly, the people that are saying we should do that for all four quarters, I don't think they really understand. I don't they don't know what they're talking about right, honestly. Yeah. Right? You can't do that. It, the only reason it works the way it works is because we don't do it all the time, right? I mean, hell, look at Oregon or look at any team that tries that speedball all the time. Look at the look at the entire Big Twelve Conference, right? It just doesn't work, dude. Doesn't work for four quarters. Doesn't work against Alabama or Georgia, for that matter. Not for four quarters. No, not for four quarters. And you, I mean, and you might get out and get ahead, and
1: but at the end of the game when it's close, it's that. deep. I don't care what the score is. It could have been a shootout for three and a half quarters, but there's a time when that defense is going to matter.
0: Yeah, and being able to grind it out, eight minutes, twelve plays. 68 yards when you got to have it right absolutely to keep that other team off the field eating clock baby Yep. so 560 yards offense no huddle look good run game pass game from's efficiency gel with the receivers chemistry all the shit we were talking about last week cleared up but let's talk about the defense let's specifically talk about first half defense right because You and I were talking during the game, and, you know, one of the things I was saying was that, you know, I don't doubt that Mel Tucker and Kirby Smart can fix what's wrong with our defense, change our scheme, make the adjustments, whatever, right? They can totally do that. They did totally do that last night. But my question is for you and for the listeners, why why is our base set so ineffective, right? Why is our original game plan seemingly so ineffective, both at Missouri Health, a little bit at South Carolina, uh, Vanderbilt, these games where our defense comes out and we're just getting gashed. We're not covering the backside. They're taking the cuts. They're just ripping us for yards. Vandy held the ball for 20 minutes in the first half last night, 20 to 10 time possession in the first half. Why is our base set so ineffective?
1: I went back and I, I I started watching the game again this morning and I haven't gotten all the way through it yet, but I got about, I'm through about the first quarter and a half. And here's what I saw in a lot of plays that we had kids just make the wrong decision on the play, whether or not the quarterback was keeping or tossing to the running back or it is just a case of misdirection. Rice bit on a quarterback keeper, and the ball went to the running back on the edge, and he went up the sideline for, I don't know, 17 yards or something. Simple as that. Everybody else was blocked. Rice had a decision to make. Went the wrong way.
0: Yeah. And he's going to see that in the film room, right? But, man. Absolutely. What's going to happen is
1: Jake's going to be like, look, buddy, I listened to the dog cast last week. Plug this in and we'll be
0: fine. (laughs) Exactly. That's exactly. I mean, it's like, look... (laughs) Just plug this into your game, Monty, and you know this is what it takes, man. Um, and that's why I mean it's just a misdirection. I, I everything
1: I saw, even all the penalties, were stuff we could clean up. It's not like it's formation problems. I don't think we're ever in the wrong defense. It we just individually we didn't play good football.
0: Yeah, and I'll tell you something else too. Because there were several times during, in that first half where I was like, man, nature as Patrick's just getting his ass kicked out there. He's just getting his ass kicked, man. He's just wrong, wrong, wrong. Like you're talking about bad decisions. Patrick's not, doesn't necessarily make bad decisions. He just seems to be just not quite there. He's just a half a second late. Right. And even though I was feeling bad about what he was doing in the first half. I don't want you to think for a second that I don't think damn Nature Patrick is working his ass off. Patrick and Monty Rice, they're playing their ass off. They are not I don't believe for a second that they're happy with where the defense is or or, you know, that they're I mean, I am okay with the effort level and I, I'm okay with a lot of things, but I just I just wish We were making better decisions, and our base defense was better from the jump. I I really do. I'd be a little more confident if we we had a little bit more experience at this point in the season, I guess.
1: And that boils down to a lot of it. I mean, we're just not the most experienced team there is. And I had a friend of mine, I think he posted on Facebook, that he feels like we're getting set up for a letdown with this team. And I was like, just thinking about it objectively – Losing what we lost to the NFL and to graduation, especially on the defense, would I have thought going into this season we'd be sitting at number two in the nation with a winnable schedule all the way out? Not saying we will, but I mean, there's not a team on the schedule that we're like, you know what, we're screwed that game.
0: Yeah, how about favored? We're favored. You know, all we're the way favored out. the rest of the way, right?
1: Yeah, as of right now, we are we're favored all the way out, and we're and, and I love it because I feel like we've taken we've taken the attitude of Kirby Smart and and coming from the former regime where you know we'll get them we'll get them next time attitude Kirby don't have that and the fan base is taking that that approach. There's no tomorrow. There's only right now, so we don't look at where we thought we were gonna be at the beginning of the year, we look at where we are now and the expectations we have now. So yeah, I mean maybe we're maybe we're overachieving a little bit with the experience that we have.
0: I agree. I mean if you're being honest, like you said, at the after we finished the Rose Bowl, after we finished the National Championship game, thinking about what we were gonna lose, you were thinking Next year might not be it, right? But man, two years from now we're going to be badass, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, that's exactly. Next year is what you're that. expecting, right? Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we're ahead of schedule and we're ahead of the curve, right? Like you said, I don't want to. I don't even know if I can. Do I dare use the word overachieving? But maybe that is the right word, you know? I mean, um, maybe it is, and and that's fine if we just continue to do it all the way out. I mean, look, man, for the first time ever in Georgia football history. We are 6-0 two years in a row. Right. That, that is just a damn fact. You can look at the damn Dooley years. You can look at the Herschel years. You can talk about uh, how good Mark Rick was over his first seven years. Right. You can, there's a lot, of damn, a lot of damn history in football in Athens, and we've never gone 6-0 two years in a row. So, you know, we don't have a lot to be pissing and moaning about.
1: No, we have to search for things. I mean, we have to search for these things that we don't like today. Because a few years back, the things we're complaining about today, we'd have never mentioned.
0: We'd have never mentioned eating. (laughs) tackling yeah, efficiency and shit like that. We had we were like Mortis Milliner disease, right? And I mean, man, we had problems. We have we can't we don't have five able-bodied offensive linemen on the roster. We had problems back then that we we couldn't conceive of the kind of problems we complain about today when back then. If
1: we'd have lost two starting o-linemen 4 years ago.
0: Yeah. Charlie Warner would be playing right tackle. He probably would have. I mean, you know, Isaac Notta would be at guard. Yeah, you know I
1: mean, that. That's that could have happened because oh, we didn't have depth at all at the, on the O line. Period. Oh my
0: god, I think about the Neil Callaway years, man. But anyway, oh my gosh, that was painful. But uh, yeah, first time ever, not Dooley, not Mart Rick. First time ever, two seasons in a row at six and zero.
1: And we're probably an early favorite to do it three years in a row.
0: Oh, hell yeah. An early favorite for sure to get that done three years in a row. I mean, you know, unless number one team in the country, Notre Dame, comes into Athens and spanks us. But, um, yeah, just kidding there. But um, let's do talk about the one key to the victory. The only thing I was – The most thing I was most disappointed with last night, and we've already danced around it. I bet you guys can guess what I'm about to say. I told you guys on the pregame show, the number one thing I wanted to work on in the Vandy game, the thing I wanted to make progress on more than anything else, was penalties. And we did not get it done. It almost got laughable by the end of the game. It I did, mean, and I, I,
1: I yeah. was beside myself. I'm like, you know, I'm not even mad there's another one. Just throw another flag. Let's go ahead and get them all out of the way right now while we're here. Let's do it. That's I where it, I was at by the end of the game.
0: The showbiz wife. I don't know that guy's name, the uh, the guy who was the referee last yeah, night. Yeah, of The kind of bigger black guy, you know. Right. Um Showbiz wife was like, I usually like that guy. I think he's okay. What is wrong with him tonight, right? I mean, we had, I think, 13 penalties, way over 100 yards, maybe even over 120 yards in penalties. Um, And, you know, they weren't all real penalties. I mean, they weren't all – we didn't own them all, right? We had a lot of bad calls, a lot of bad calls, a lot of non-calls. Thank God –
1: that call on sportsman's like on, on Campbell out of bounds.
0: That the was like enthusiastic a horrible blocking. call. Yeah, yeah, that was a penalty for his his blocking was too enthusiastic. Basically.
1: Well, I mean, he had him. That was momentum carrying them out of bounds. Sure. I mean, you can't stop momentum. I don't care if you hit a guy a, a yard or two from the sidelines and you have enough force to drive him out of bounds. I mean.
0: How do you stop that? Hey, I said after that penalty, I said, "Hell, if that's the if the, I'll take those kind of penalties." Yes. Right? We're too aggressive, too enthusiastic, too damn good at blocking and tackling. Yeah, you know, okay, right? But man, when they almost threw the targeting on Reed, and then well, it's, three it's times right, referred <laughs> to him as number yeah, three times referred to it as number thirty-two. Right? Right. I mean, I was like, I was like. You know, I've heard other guys say this. I've heard radio announcers go, wow, this penalty, the future of football is on the line here, right? Like, this signals the end of football if this penalty stands, right? That's the way I was feeling. Yeah, the
2: future
1: I, of the game is on the line. Yeah, I felt like we had NFL refs out there yesterday. I mean, they were just calling such a soft game. And, and they're so inconsistent, though, like, between – targeting and and what is roughing like the passer you can accidentally your arm can swing around and your fingers can catch a quarterback on the helmet with about three pounds of pressure and there's a flag but you know the ball can be five yards out of your hand you can hit in the back by a linebacker running as fast as he can and i guess that was still in the play
0: yeah, that's in the play. That, maybe, maybe he knocks your helmet right off. Maybe two guys yeah. hit you high and low and try to break you in half when you're not doing anything yeah. but watching the ball go downfield. That's not roughing the passer, right? It's so bad, man. So bad.
1: And I don't think I'm going to blame it on the officials just yet. I think they've been given so many changes to look for that they're looking for so much different stuff right now that they're missing some of the obvious.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they're missing some of the basic stuff that used not get missed. Right. And it's pretty damn bad and pretty damn frustrating to the fans, too, brother. I can tell you that. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was not pretty last night. Penalties were not good. But like you said, hopefully it is things that we can clear up, brother. Because next week at 3.30 – We're going to be in front of 102,321 fans as an eight-and-a-half-point favorite over the Bayou Bengals in Louisiana. And uh, shit's going to get real, buddy. It's going to get real, real quick once we get to LSU. I will tell you, though, as I suspected, as I've been telling listeners and non-listeners, just friends, I've been telling people LSU is not as good as you think. And that damn quarterback is also not as good as people think. LSU's not as good as you think. And Auburn is not as good as you think. Hell, I'm not even damn sure Kentucky's as good as Paul Feinbaum thinks. But
1: well, Benny Snell isn't for sure.
0: We're going to find out. Yeah, exactly. Benny Snell, not, not as good Hirschwald. as Herschel. <laughs> no. Not as good as Herschel Feinbaum. Just not, right? And,
1: so, but So, Say this about LSU. They're not as good as advertised, but I tell you one thing: they can do. They can beat in any, any team in the SEC, maybe outside of Alabama on a given day, and maybe Alabama on the given day. They, uh, they yeah. can have that type of talent, so it's not gonna be. It's, it, I mean, it's not. We're not going to face a cupcake in Baton Rouge.
0: No, no, no. I, I, and I believe, just based on what I've seen out of the Kirby Smart program. I believe, just like I thought going into the South Carolina game, because you remember, hell, South Carolina was contending for the East when we got to Columbia.
1: Oh, Hell, was Jake Bentley
0: special. was looking at the Heisman. They were the upset special, right? Desmond Howard. So, and I believe this team, these Bulldogs, respond to that kind of shit. And I believe that uh, Vandy game was a tune-up. I believe we'll continue to see Jake Fromm get even sharper. When the money's on the line, when shit counts, Jake Fromm, Justin Fields, Swift, DeAndre Baker, those guys, they get it done. They get it done when it matters. When we got to throw down, we throw down. Look at that fourth and one last that last night out of Vandy. When it comes time to play big boy football, the dogs can get it done.
1: Absolutely. They get it done. And maybe that's maybe that's where we're best at, when the pressure's on. I mean, let's go back to Pasadena. The pressure was dialed all the way up in
0: Pasadena. And we, we were we were backs against the wall Heisman trophy winner going up and down the field what are you going to do right that's right so we got a big game coming up guys we will have the pregame show uh again for LSU will come out on Wednesday night it has to come out on Wednesday night cuz we're all traveling on Thursday um we are doing that Superdome uh, pre-party pregame Saturday morning we'll be on the field of the Superdome if you can if you're in there if you know what I'm talking about look for us uh me and Jamie will be in there and uh, I'll be posting on Instagram. We're on that party bus leaving from Superdome, tailgating in Baton Rouge. I am really looking forward to this LSU game. I'm looking forward to the whole New Orleans Baton Rouge experience, man. Big game coming up. Yeah, my wife is beside
1: herself. She's uh, I mean, she's probably in there right now packing, planning, doing
0: something for this trip. It's going to be awesome. Guys, keep listening. Follow us. If you want real-time updates on where me and Jamie are, what we're doing, what we're drinking, you have got to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. This coming weekend, Jamie's going to be running Twitter, and I'll be running the Instagram. Both of them are just under the at DogCast sign. You guys can find us outside the stadium. You can find us outside the Superdome. You can find us on Bourbon Street, baby. I am going to be uh, social media famous this weekend, um, and we're gonna have we're gonna have a lot of fun down in on the Bayou. Uh, it's gonna be a blast, Jamie. We got anything else? New dog we got anything else other than the calls? Uh, you know, I mean, speaking of corn dogs, what else do we need to cover?
1: I think we've covered. It. I mean, I think we've we've gotten there. We're we're
0: ready for
1: a pregame show on Wednesday night.
0: Hey, I'll tell you one thing too. There was nothing organic about those touchdowns we were scoring last night. Those were those truly are, those are deep fried, those weren't are they? Deep
1: fried touchdowns <laughs> right there, buddy. <laughs>
0: Battered, deep-fried, maybe double batter. I'm not sure, but they were definitely deep-fried. Nothing organic about those touchdowns. Dog fans, we appreciate you guys so much. Me and Jamie are enjoying the show more than ever. The app is under construction. Stay in, stay tuned for uh, app updates. Uh, Jamie, you got some more. To get, give us all the Facebook social media stuff. I know you're dying to. Oh,
1: uh, I got it right here. You can get us at Twitter at DogCast, Facebook, facebook.com. Forward slash the Dogcast Podcast on Instagram at Dogcast, Spotify the Dogcast Podcast. You can email us, email us at dogcastgmail.com or give us a call 706
2: 363 0210. Go Dogs. Derek, New Dog, there Jamie, Jeff, and Boise. Been a while observations from the most recent show <clears throat> one has anyone else noticed that Derek's southern accent goes from like suburban atlanta to south georgia i mean like south of macon when he talks to isaiah's dad was it just me uh number two you can bring on the uh jamie aka new dog psa's i like that one that's good number three and lastly you guys got to limit your voicemail so a minute and a half if you can't say it in a minute and a half maybe you ought not be saying it your last caller uh, there the rant um do need to take some anger management classes i think and uh that's it that's all i got go dog
0: jeff it's awesome to hear from you buddy good points i will take it under advisement
2: hey listen this is dog has technical support right now sitting in his clothes shop in rockville maryland uh Listen, boys and girls, um, and D- Derek and New Dog, I think I want to call you New Dog. I think that's a good uh, good moniker. Makes, th- makes life easy. I'm kind of a little of a continuum here with the dog cast. Anyway, uh, you had two guys call on the – and I haven't been able to call. I, I developed a bad infection, sinus infection, and laryngitis and not being able to talk. And it's been murder since, since the Tennessee game. So I've been wanting to call, but here, listen to this. The, the two callers who called after the last show to talk about how, how people are, are being stupid about, you know, that, that we're not destroying everybody like Alabama did. First of all, look at the level of the competition, okay? Granted, Georgia hasn't played uh, uh, LSU or whatever yet, but seriously, they played wow, Louisiana Monroe. role. and we did that last year. Come on, boys and girls. Get off of me. Those two said something. Said enough. I agree with them. Fine. The other thing I want. One thing I want to say. Jake Fromm. I love Jake Fromm. Yes, it just feels going to so be good. But I love Jake Fromm. You've got to look at Jake Fromm. Watch his eyes. Watch his command. Watch his vision. This kid knows what he's doing. He's got the tools that he's going to be a first round pick in the NFL. You watch when he's eligible. He's going to the NFL and he's going to be a first-round pick. He's got good command of the field. He's got good vision of the defense. He knows if he has one significant flaw, it's sometimes he holds on the ball too long. He doesn't have that sense back that little clock sense that a lot of quarterbacks have, and it only comes with experience. He'll get that experience. As long as he's winning games and he gets that experience, I have no problems with Jake Fromm. I have no problems with the situation now. Anybody who wants to argue that, go root for Dandy. Go go root for, for Auburn. Get out of my face. We root for the dogs here. How about them dogs? Dog has technical support. Gotta get my car fixed so I could actually drive home tonight and not watch the game. Out. <laughs>